This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Welcome along to this podcast and uh, on the show this week we were joined once again by guitarist Kel Jenkins, great musician and we took a look at not one but two artists this week who sadly are no longer with us. One of them of course passed away just uh, this week in that the guitarist Jeff Beck, famous for his work with the Yardbirds and the Jeff Beck Band and we also uh, ventured into the music of Terry Hall who started a movement called Two-Tone and Scar back in the UK and it was also a member of at the specials. Fabulous songwriting and great music. Do enjoy the podcast and don't forget to join me live on the night shift each and every weeknight, 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8 You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station This is the night shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Indeed it is and welcome back into the show. It's great to have uh, guitarist Kel Jenkins joining us uh, for the first time in uh, 2023. Good to see you Kel. Yeah, good to be back. What a, what a pleasure is to come back. Thank yeah, you. Uh, back in our studios um, live, but um, the, I'm, I'm guessing this morning every single guitar player in the world woke up to the news um, that uh, Jeff Beck was was no longer with us. What, what a sad headline that uh, you know I read when I've, quite a few musician friends of mine had sent me the uh, uh, yeah. the story that uh, that Jeff Beck had, had passed away. And you know I knew of Jeff Beck, I knew the bands he was in, but it needs a real guitar player just to put into perspective just how great Jeff Beck was. Yeah, I mean the the kind of term guitar legend gets thrown around a lot, and correctly so. But even from the guitarist's guitarist point of view, he was exceptional beyond anyone because he just had something about the way he played, the way he played his notes. It was so melodic, so unique. He um, technically he used like the kind of the tremolo bar a lot, so he could put so much kind of of his own personality that when he played, it was like no one else. And you have guitarists like Steve Lukather who who say that I, I've done albums with him. <laughs> I've literally stood next to him to try and sound and cop what he does. He said it's impossible, and I think that's what made one of the many things that made him stand out was like it's almost like when saxophone players play it's it's like they've got this lyrical tone you yeah, know yeah it's like they're singing they jeff, breathe life into that instrument exactly yeah. yeah and jeff beck was one of those and no one can match him on that no one can match him and i think the other thing that was really special about him although he was like a he came from the 60s because he replaced clapton in the yardbirds yeah. you know that was his first big break i right. mean to replace clapton's <laughs> <laughs> that's enough but even up to today i mean he brought that album out last year with johnny depp yeah 18 yeah yeah which is fantastic and um the reason they called it that apparently was that they both felt like they were 18 again when they were were playing it so they called it 18 yeah well that's that's (laughs) the whole thing is he's playing now has developed in a way that it it sounds fresh today whereas a lot of guitarists uh, of the 60s and 70s they sort of sound like they're playing from that era whereas he constantly developed uh, and he was also really encouraging, like people like Johnny Depp and a lot of his musicians, he would push centre stage. Yeah. And there's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful bass player called Tal Wilkenfeld. And there's this, um, it's on YouTube. He did this little thing at Ronnie Scott's probably about 15 years ago, this set of intimate gigs. And it was the first time she was introduced and she was just phenomenal. Um, but yeah, such, such a great loss. And I think, I mean, again, the word unique gets thrown around a yeah. lot. But the way he played, the way because he, he he didn't use a pick, he used his fingers, and um, and I saw him once, probably probably about thirty years ago at Hammersmith, <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the gig, he got like he put his hands on the string, 
and then just ripped all of the strings off. <laughs> <laughs> that takes some hand strength to do that. But um, let's have a listen, Jeff Beck, in full flight. Just a little clip of the immense talents of Jeff Beck. Won eight Grammy Awards in his uh, career. As we said recently, uh, teamed up with Johnny Depp for that album uh, 18. And of course, when he left the Yardbirds, he um, went on to form the Jeff Beck group with Rod Stewart on vocals. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, Ronnie Wood on bass. Interesting right. enough, yeah. Because at the time, also he was he was asked to join the Stones and and lots of other groups. But he so he was in demand then as as a player, massively. Yeah. yeah, and I think within that scene, he was so respected because he was so unique. I mean, Phil Clapton's shoes, especially Clapton at his peak, was 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 within himself. But um, yeah, I mean they they had to hit people get ready with um, Rod Stewart um, singing within that, and again that sort of brought him out of his shell. But I think that that just kind of amplified that. As a guitarist, he can stand there and play solo, but it's not just full of whittle and notes. No. He can really hold a melody like a singer does. And yeah. again, I think that's one of the things that makes him complete standout. And of course, you know, from a commercial point of view, remember this. You're everywhere and nowhere, baby. That's where you're at. Go. Yeah, a real kind of British staple uh, pop yeah. rock tune, that, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, I bet you've played that a few times. Can't yeah, and, it's, yeah. <laughs> and again, it's one of those, the moment you hear it, you're like, dum, dum, da, 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 da. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. And again, I think that's that's why he's so respected amongst the guitar community. He was, he was a key part of that kind of 60s sound. Yeah. But as time developed, he developed as well. Yeah. So with Jeff Beck Group, what he did with subsequent albums, he kind of went into kind of like a jazz fusion era. Yeah. But he always worked with really interesting musicians, all from lots and lots of different genres. Always kept in... It's strange. He's kept himself hugely relevant, but hugely kind of under the under the scene as well if you know what I mean because mm. so, I mean I asked you when when you came in I said was he better than Eric Clapton <laughs> <laughs> and you you know you said probably uh, yes yeah, yeah I mean it's it's always such a subjective thing like yeah. who's, who's the yeah. best yeah I mean they're all great great musicians all of them but he's up there definitely uh, shoulder to shoulder yeah with I mean again to give you give you like how well respected it was it was Jimmy Page that re- uh, recommended him for the Yardbirds 
when <laughs> when Clapton left. So that's he was like highly regarded in that scene. So yeah, yeah incredible. Yeah. yeah. Do you have, have you got any albums of? Uh, of uh... I think the main ones are like, especially for guitarists, the Blow by Blow and Wired. Um, they're just two seminal albums. There's just so much beauty on them, and again, it's so unique. You listen to it and you think, oh, I can play that. Yeah. And then you listen to it again. It's like, how does he move that note to that note? Yeah. And like the first song, first track that you played, it's just beautiful. It's just so much soul in it. It's just completely him. Because I don't think he was, you know, he never liked the limelight. That's why he was kind of never out front. But he just had this sense. But he just kept on developing. And the, and as you say, the album that he did with Johnny Depp, he's playing on that. As I say, he could be <laughs> that could be a, like a new kid on the block. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently, uh, as well, Johnny Depp was uh, at his bedside um, uh, last night as well. They were they were great close yeah. friends. And uh, anyway, um, Jeff Beck. Then what a legacy of music he has uh, left us. We're going to come back and uh, we're going to take a look at another artist, sadly, who left us last year. But uh, it's kind of a different style. We're going to delve into the world of Scar and reggae and pop as we take a look at the career of Terry Hall when we come back. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, indeed, and welcome back into the show. We're talking music with uh, guitarist Kel Jenkins, who uh, regularly comes on to the show. Um, we look uh, quite often at um, classic albums and, um, you know, dissect them and look who produced them and all that kind of thing. This week, we're taking a look at a musician who we both really respect, and uh, sadly, we lost him in 2022, and that is... A guy called Terry Hall, uh, not perhaps the most famous name, but has been in a lot of different bands. Yeah, and I think one of the things that makes him stand out and so special is that he was at the absolute forefront of a completely new style of music for the UK and a massive movement which spawned bands like Madness, Selector, yeah. The Beat. And especially at the time, it just really hit the pulse of what was happening within the UK. It was that post-punk era. Yeah. It came into everything that was kind of going on and it just kind of hit hit the spot really, really well. And the music is just incredible. It gets you up moving, it gets you dancing. And he's had that that persona of just kind of standing there with his, his kind of like almost... Deadpan that, face. Yeah, exactly. But his voice and the depth of his lyrics really spoke to a complete generation. And I don't think... Personally, I don't think he's given the credit as much as he should be in terms of him and the specials and kind of what they develop. But as you say, you know, he's he, he's known for the specials, but after that had Fun Boy 3, The Colour Field, which I think we'll play later on, which is yeah. completely different from the specials, but absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that mu- musical movement that you mentioned there, was, yeah. that, was it Two-Tone? Two-Tone, yeah, because that, that came out, because the band was originally, they, they started as punk band. They was called the Coventry Automatics. <laughs> it's a bit like uh, Simply Red with the frantic elevators yeah, yeah, before exactly, it became yeah. Simply Red. I love these names. Yeah, yeah, there must, there must be something in it, and from, from up north as well. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of kind of great things, and it was all kind of done by Jerry Dammers was the main kind of spearhead behind the band and then they got like several other members like a couple of guitar players people singing you know the, yeah. the whole thing i could list them off but it will go on for an hour but i think jerry dumb had a real strong view of the music it obviously has the jamaican heritage of, yeah. of where yeah. the music comes from but it was the look as well and so he early days when they started they were courted by labels and in fact mick jagger saw them live and said i want to sign you to to my label but they didn't want to be confined. So he started, Jerry Demmer started up two-tone, including um, doing, I think it was the bass player who's incredible, who designed that, you know, that iconic image 
because that the, the the guy kind of in the black and white suit, yeah, and that Got was the trilby on, the trilby on, yeah, yeah, which apparently was taken from a, a silhouette of Pete Tosh, um, but that became really iconic. The whole style of it, but the main thing really was the music and the light and playing live because it had so much power and so much energy. It was uh, <laughs> there was a lot of them as well, wasn't there? Yeah. The specials, if you watch them on top of the pops or uh, a music video, I mean, there, there seemed to be a, of them. Yeah. a lot of people on stage, but a bit like madness. Yeah, exactly. Well, that that was the ironic thing because that was happening up north, and then down south, madness also was starting as well. So there became this whole kind of ska movement, and as I say, influenced bands like Selector and the Beat, and then the whole ska movement just completely took off. You know, it was something new. It's something fresh. And I think with punk, it was very, very kind of aggressive. And I think with Scar, there's a huge joy behind it because yeah. the whole music is to get up and dance, enjoy yourself, forget everything, you know, forget yeah. your worries, just have a good time, have yeah. a really good time. Yeah. And that came through in the music. And especially if you look at any live clips from, from early, even to when they was, because they reformed and they was playing, you know, up till last year you see that the elation in the crowd when they start playing, especially tunes like we'll, we'll play we'll play in a mm. second. They're just so upbeat and uh, fantastic. For, yeah, first single then, uh, first song, Gangsters. Um, this mm. was the one that really, you know, shot them into the, into the yeah. limelight, wasn't it? Yeah, this was a wonderful song. There's a lovely story behind this as well, especially with uh, the demos, because obviously they hadn't been signed. They, they were just starting up their label. But when, when they were starting out, Pete Waterman from Stock Aitken and Waterman fame yeah. was a well-known DJ in Coventry. Okay. <laughs> and, and he saw them and said, I want to manage you. So for about 10 minutes, he was managing the specials. 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things, this is probably the reason. So he said to Terry Hill, he said, look, I've seen what you like on stage. He said, you need to dance around. You need to put some gold lapels on. You need to be, uh, you know, okay. have more stage yeah. presence. And which... I don't think that would go down too well with Terry No, Hall, you, you can it? imagine. So, Let's uh... have a listen to that single then, Ghost Town. <laughs> So there's a little flavour of the... That was the first single from the specials called uh, Ghost Town. And uh, it kind of spawned fashion as well, didn't it? You yeah. know, the, the two-tone suits and all this kind of thing. Yeah, the, the, the whole movement. And and, that, and I think that's why a lot of teenage kind of 
related to it because it gave them positivity it gave them a sense of direction and it was tough times back then yeah, yeah. so it was yeah. the music the fashion the going out with your friends going to the gig jumping up and down and not caring and yeah the whole the whole package yeah really really good now um, as, as we said earlier on uh, he could kind of change his style very mm. easily and yeah. I mean that's very sky it's, it's reggae based this next tune we're going to hear from Terry Hall um, was from when he was with a band called uh, The Colour Field mm. and it's it's one of my personal favourites I kind of insisted if we're going to talk about Terry Hall you've got to put this song uh, in and he uh, yeah. he'd actually moved up to Manchester he was living in Manchester at the time um, when he recorded this tune yeah. um, and it's an absolute beauty it's almost jazz it is yeah and ironically the the other because it was ex-members of uh, the Swinging Cats that he got together with which is Toby Lyons and Carl Schell they were actually from Coventry <laughs> the okay. same as Terry Hall yeah. but, but they all got together all got together in um in, in Manchester. and uh, <laughs> Must yeah. have been the creative juices were flowing exactly. in Manchester, yeah. But this is beautiful because it's kind of got, it reminds me of Girls of Ipanema. It's got that kind of bossa nova yeah. vibe to it. But it's just, it's just joy. It's just such a beautiful song. It's happy and featuring the singer Katrina Phillips as well, who accompanies yeah. him. Beautiful melody, really gorgeous upbeat. Yeah, Amanda, thank you for your message. This music brings back so many memories and I had a soft spot for the colour field. Just on time, just on cue. We'll play this for you, Amanda, the colour field. Thinking of you featuring the great talent of Terry Hall. a friendship's built on trust and that's something you never do well who knows maybe tomorrow we can share each other's sorrow and compare our graveside manner as we wave our lonely banners if you ever think of me I'll be thinking of you Amanda, I bet that sounds good at the other side of the radio. As it, it sounds brilliant here in the studio. What a you know when we say a feel good tune, um, that yeah. is the epitome of it, isn't it? Isn't it just? It's just evokes so much, so many memories. It's it's very summery. It's very it's it's kind of like a joyous hug. Yeah, you know? and the production. I mean, full orchestra on there. Yeah. Lovely guitarist on yeah. acoustic. Um, I just think that is an absolute masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really I, I agree. Great songwriting as well, yeah. you know, lyrically and musically. And as you mentioned also, um, while we're listening to it, the vocal is just dead straight, deadpan, yeah. 
you know he's not pushing anything there it's it's sung with ease isn't yeah, it yeah and I think that's a really good point for him because he's known as a very deadpan delivery yeah so to play on this style of music I mean Katrina's voice is gorgeous but it's almost like the polar opposite but it brings you in and because he almost sounds a bit dour it makes it even more joyful because of the orchestration Oh yeah, that's made my day. I can sigh. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> and uh, that'll be the last tune for the night, folks. No, it won't. I'm only joking. We're going to come back with more as we uh, take a look at that incredible songwriting career of Terry Hall. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Indeed it is, and welcome back to the show. Um, talking music with guitarist Kel Jenkins, who's with me in the studio. And uh, we're kind of shining spotlight on uh, Terry Hall, who was a fabulous um, singer and songwriter. He was with The Specials. We just heard there that beautiful song from The Colour Field, which, if I could, I'd play it again. <laughs> but I can't I get in trouble for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're... We're kind of looking back on his career. Sadly, we lost him in 2022, but I had no idea that he wrote this tune for the Go-Go. So I've learned something tonight. Yeah, this is uh, he he did his version of it with Funboy 3, which was um, after the specials. But the, the story behind this was when the specials were touring um, the States in 1980, they went to see the Go-Go's. Uh, the um, I think in, in one of one of the clubs, one of the in bars there, yeah. yeah. And he was really impressed with them and said, Look, "We're just about to do a two-tone tour, which was their Madness Selector. Come on the tour, you know, because he, he really liked them. They and they were great bands. Go Go's great, you know. Again, yeah. full of energy, full yeah. full of fun. So they came over and the guitarist and him, they they kind of got to know each other kind of quite well. Um, <laughs> a little bit of romance as well. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But he was um. He was already with seeing someone else. So right. she went back and then he sent her a letter, which were pretty much the lyrics of Our Lips Are Sealed. And she got it and said it was just such beautiful writing that it inspired her to kind of put music to it. So it's our kind of joint collaboration between Terry Hall and the Go-Go's. And uh, I think people know the Fun Boy 3 version because yeah. that was one of their big hits, one of their big breakout hit straight after the specials but not many people know this one but i really like it because it's really upbeat really really fun and uh, and a lovely story behind it
it's all been feel-good stuff tonight, hasn't it, with this look at uh, the yeah. rising of, of Terry Hall. Uh, the Go-Go's lead singer, I think, Jane Wielden, if I'm not mistaken, or oh, a guitarist. Uh, Belinda Carlisle. Oh, Belinda Carlisle. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think Jane Wielden was part of the Go-Go's. She, yeah, she was yeah. the guitar player. Uh, yeah, guitarist, yeah. not but yeah, guitarist, right. not bassist. Right, okay, I'm yeah. getting me guitarist and vocalist mixed <laughs> up there. But another really feel-good song. We're going to wrap things up with uh, one more tune, and we're going to come kind of 360 degrees yeah. and arrive back at the specials. So um, tell me about this tune. Yeah, so this is uh, a message to you, Rudy, and I think one of the great things that happened within the Scar movement was the amount of respect they had from where the original music came from. Jamaica. Yeah, exactly. So this was originally recorded uh, by Dandy Livingston in 1967. Madness did this with Prince Buster uh, and One Step Beyond as well, I believe. They took these from previous songs that might change the odd lyric here and there but it was a real nod but a really nice touch on this particular track is they use the original trombonist uh, who played on the original track a guy called rico rodriguez uh, on their recording as well yeah because uh, scar featured a lot of um, horn players didn't it you know i mean you, yeah. especially trombone <laughs> that yeah, seems to be the one yeah it's just got that power and i think this is this is the thing with any form of brass is it's almost it's almost like where you get rock guitar, where you've got the distorted guitar, it's got that power. And and you, if you play with a horn section or have a horn, especially trombone because of the frequency range it goes to, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's beautifully powerful. And it gives this a real kind of, you mix that with like the kind of skanking offbeat rhythm of, of the guitar and the drums. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful combination. From a guitar player's point of view, mm. um, is it pretty kind of standard? You know, it's very much the rhythmical and on the beat, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, the thing I find the most interesting with this style of music actually are the bass, are the bass lines. Um, like Horace Pinter, like for me, Ghost Town is one of the ba- best bass lines ever written. They're super melodic. I mean, the guitar is like... Yeah. So yep. it tends to be offbeat, but it almost works as a rhythmic instrument, whereas bass is normally a rhythmic instrument. So yep. you kind of have a bit of a role reversal. So the bass lines, again, which kind of comes from, from dub and reggae, are very, very musical, very melodic. And... Um, yeah, again, this is a great nod to where they got got their inspiration from, starting up a whole new kind of genre, a whole new movement. And um, yeah, great respect and a great track. Message to you, Rudy.
I just love those horn sections, you know, and straighten up your tie, otherwise you're going to end up in jail. <laughs> I mean, the message uh, in the lyrics is just brilliant stuff. Let's have a listen to this trombone. Oh, yeah, and uh, bending those notes on, on the trombone. Yeah. Really classic stuff. Oh, it really is. And again, to watch it live, they've all got the, all the horns have got all yeah. the movements with it as well. <laughs> but again, you hear it, I, I defy anyone to sit still. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It's, just, it's just so infectious. And even this, which is a lower tempo song, because a lot of them are much higher tempo, it just, it just gets you moving. It's just that the whole beautiful concoction of all the different mm. instruments different rhythms if say like the guitar is very yeah yeah and then you've got this bass line which is countering that and then those wonderful horns yeah, and i'm sure they laid the way for the likes of you know ub40 and uh, many other reggae bands um, and ska bands as we, we've mentioned madness uh, earlier yeah on. i think what's interesting as well is that there's there was a resurgence so the specials kind of got back together um via lily allen because lily allen and damon Albarn have, have yeah. both collaborated with Terry Hall because they love the specials. In fact, there was Lily, Lily Allen played at Glastonbury um, a couple of years ago and got Terry Hall up to play Gangsters and that and another member of the specials. And that's what kind of got them back together again because the response from the crowd was like, wow, this is incredible. Mm, mm. This is too good not to yeah, do again. It, it's infectious music, isn't it? Yeah, timeless. Anyway, there we go. A look and a little bit of a tribute from uh, Cal and myself to uh, the incredible talent of uh, Terry Hall. Uh, Cal, we'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you. Look forward to it. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.